Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson, and we're going to dig into this Titans matchup. And as usual, I've got lots of stats and reactions to those and all that good stuff. A little abbreviated. I didn't have as many days to research, but I think you'll get the gist. This isn't a real difficult team to wrap your head around, to be honest with you. So Steelers offense is averaging 4.6 yards per play, which is really bad. Tennessee's defense allows 5.4. Uh, the Steelers offense is in 11 personnel, just under 75% of the snaps. Only five offenses use a personnel grouping at a higher rate. I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, who's the Steelers' best fifth guy right now with Fryermuth out? I mean, if you're to put Hayward back, Pickens, Johnson, I still think it's Austin. They seem to think it's Robinson. All this 11 personnel, maybe that's not the root of the problem, but maybe you can mix it up a little more. Um, anyway, opposing offenses are attacking Tennessee out of 12 personnel, 23% of the time, which is the seventh highest rate out of 12. So teams think it's best to attack the the Titans out of 12. Eh, maybe. I wouldn't mind seeing an extra offensive lineman as that guy. The Steelers offense has produced just seven first quarter points. Seven. They also have just nine first downs in the first quarter of games, which is the worst in the league. <laughs> And to put it in perspective, Steelers have nine first downs in the first quarter. Awful, right? The Jets are second worst, and they have 14. I mean, it's a distant last. Pittsburgh's offense is averaging 1.1 points per possession, 31st in the NFL, and have punted on a league-worst 49.4% of their drives. So basically, every other drive is a punt. And just 18.1 of the Steelers' drives have reached the red zone, also the lowest percentage in the NFL. On third downs over the last two weeks, they're 7 out of 24. Terrible. The Titans have six sacks last week. Only one defense blitzes at a lower rate than Tennessee. So they're going to bring four. Their front four is good. And they had six sacks last week. So they're maybe on a heater here a little bit. You know, you have something to deal with, especially Justin Simmons. Tennessee's 27th in completion percentage allowed, as well as yards per attempt allowed. As a team, Pittsburgh's offense, though, is 28th in completion percentage. So, are there going to be any balls completed in this game? Well, Tennessee allows a bunch. Only three defenses are being targeted deeper downfield than Tennessee, who face an average depth of target of 8.7. So, they're sort of like the Steelers, defensively. People attack them deep. But, well, no, they're not like the Steelers. The people attack them deep, and they allow a high completion percentage. The Steelers get attacked deep, but don't allow a high completion percentage. So, Deontay, he received a 30% target share against Jacksonville, while George Pickens had a season-low 12.1 share in that game, 12.5. In the first half of last week's game, Johnson was targeted 11 times, all by Pickett. Every other Steelers receiver combined for six first-half targets. In the second half with Trubisky at quarterback, Johnson was targeted three times while Pickens, Warren, Harris, and Hayward each had four second-half targets. It does look like Pickens going to play, though. So I made this note thinking Trubisky had a good chance to play. I think it's going to be Ken. This is impressive. I know it's not a huge sample size, but Johnson leads the Steelers at 2.26 yards per route run, and Pickens is right behind him at 2.19. Over two is really good. 
really good. Like Tyreek's almost at four this year, which is bonkers. But if you're over two, that's like Pro Bowl stuff. So those two are much higher than a year ago. To put it in perspective, Austin's at 1.09. Robinson is at 0.73. They got to stop putting him out there. Against Jacksonville, Robinson played 46 snaps compared to 12 for Austin. Austin was targeted twice and carried the ball twice. Robinson was targeted once. So he's out there for 46 snaps. They threw him the ball once. Pickens has produced 36 or fewer receiving targets in two of the three games this year. He has played alongside Johnson, but 75 plus in three of the four games without Johnson in the lineup. A little more balance there would be good. The Titans are allowing the fourth most receptions per game and seven most yards per game to receivers aligned on the perimeter. Pickens has aligned on the outside for 88% of his snaps and Johnson for 83. Both should blow up in this game is basically my point here. Rodney Williams outsnapped Washington 12 to 10 last week while Connor Hayward paced the tight ends with 49 snaps played. Washington was not targeted and ran just six routes. Hayward has run a route on 96% and 82% of his team's drops backs the last two weeks. So he's not staying in the block. Last, last week was Hayward's career high in targets and receptions. Tennessee has yet to allow a touchdown to a tight end this entire season. Uh, I told you this before, but we'll do it again. Najee had 35 snaps. Warren had 33. Harry, Harris carried the ball seven times. Warren carried it five. They weren't going to run a lot against the Jags anyways. But Warren ran 24 routes compared to 18 for Harris. Both targets, both got five targets. Harris, Harris caught five passes for 42 yards. He had three games during the first six contests of his rookie season with at least 42 receiving yards, but has not topped 42 since. So that's his highest since his rookie year. Pickett is the Steelers' third leading rusher, but only has 22 yards on the ground thus far. The Steelers' 3.4 yards per carry is only better than Vegas, Tampa, and Houston. 3.4 yards per carry. 34% of the scoring plays against Tennessee have come via touchdown, the lowest percentage in the league. So when you score against these guys, it's usually a field goal, obviously, or I guess a safety or something along those lines, but you get the drift. All right, I'll be right back. We'll talk about when Tennessee has the ball. All right. Yards per play. Tennessee's offense, 5-2. Steelers, D, 5-6. Titans utilize 11 personnel at the 27th highest rate in the NFL, but only the Falcons use 12 personnel, two tight ends, a higher percentage of their offensive snaps. And only seven offenses use 21, running back, fullback, tight end, at a higher rate than Tennessee. So you're going to get a lot of heavy personnel, but that's what the Steelers have dealt with all year. Steelers have only faced 11 personnel on 55% of their snaps, which is like at the bottom of the league. So they've dealt with a lot of fullback, a lot of extra tight end, and it's going to happen again this game. Only four defenses have allowed a better completion percentage than Pittsburgh. As a team, the Steelers offense, or the, I'm sorry, the Titans offense is 27th in completion percentage, but no team on average 
throws the ball further downfield. Tennessee's passing game has an average depth of target of 9.7. When the ball comes out, it's almost 10 yards downfield. Meanwhile, only the Bengals' defense is being targeted downfield further than Pittsburgh's, who face an average target of 9.3. So as I told you, teams are throwing deep against the Steelers, but not completing many, where the opposite is true. Well, sort of the opposite is true with Tennessee. Teams are throwing deep against Tennessee and completing a lot. Tennessee throws deep a lot, especially Levis. His first career start last week, he was 19-29, 238 yards, four touchdowns, three to Hopkins, uh, zero interceptions, 8.2 yards per attempt. That's per attempt, not average depth of target. It's a big number. 29% of Levis's targets were 20 yards or deeper, the highest rate of any passer in eight, week 10. The Steelers give up 108.7 passer rating on passes 20 yards or more downfield, the fourth worst in the NFL. So teams are throwing deep on the Steelers because they've been successful with that. And Levis is going to do a lot of it. Um, DeAndre Hopkins finished last week's game with 128 yards and three touchdowns, but that was just his second time this season that he's had over 65 receiving yards. Hopkins now averages 2.8 yards per route run. Seventh best in the NFL of all wide receivers with at least 50 targets. I mentioned that with Deontay and Pickens. Over two is great. Hopkins is at 2.8. Huge number. Um, The Steelers are giving up the third most receiving yards per game just to the wide receiver position. 195.3 yards per game to receivers. Now, Chigakonkwo reminds me a lot of Evan Ingram, actually. Smaller, athletic, good with the ball in his hands, pretty explosive. He is yet to clear 35 yards in a game this season, but he played 49 snaps last week compared to 40 for Tevin, Trevin Wesco and 16 for Kevin Rader, who you might remember. Of the seven receiving touchdowns, six belong to either Hopkins or Westbrook Akine. They both have three, so there's only one others. Now, Levis was also pressured... of his snaps against Atlanta. And they lost Grady Jarrett in that game, who's very good. Only one offense in the league is getting blitzed and pressured at a higher rate than Tennessee. The Steelers' defense is eighth in pressure rate. 11 different Steelers' defenders have recorded a sack this year. Titans' quarterbacks are getting sacked on 11% of their dropbacks. Only the Giants are worse. So this throwing deep stuff's great. But Levis is going to get hit a lot, and I could see a lot of Landon Roberts blitzes being very effective. I think the Steelers, four-plus sacks, maybe seven, you know, so he's going to get hit a lot. So, including the postseason, over the 2020, 2021, 2022 seasons, Derrick Henry had 15 or fewer carries just three times. 15 or fewer. 15 is a pretty big number for back. 42 games, he had three times he didn't get 15 carries. Thus far, he's gotten 15 or fewer carries four times already this year. However, that might be changing. You know, Henry ran for 101 yards on 22 carries last week, but that's his second straight 100-yard game. Last week with Levis was also Henry's season high in receptions with four. I mean, he's not a big-time pass catcher, but they dump it to him. Henry is the current active career rushing leader although he only entered the league in 2016. Over the past two seasons, when Ryan Tannehill is out of the lineup, as he will be on Thursday, Henry averages just under 25 carries per game. He's going to get the ball a lot. 
So he's got 526 rushing yards. Taji Spears has 198. That's 724 of the Titans' 811 on the ground. 89% of their rushing yards are Spears and Henry. That'll probably change with a little more mobile quarterback, but they're the two who get the ball. Steelers are giving up the fourth most rushing yards per game just to the running back position, 115.4 yards on the ground to running backs. Just over 48% of the scoring plays against Tennessee have come via touchdown, against the Steelers, I'm sorry, have come via touchdown, the sixth highest percentage in the league. All right, that's going to do it. We will talk soon. Uh, Over and out. Out.